Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Cub Cooker, and this is our Sunday morning special. I've been trying to bring you guys some special Sunday morning uh, live streams here so that we can uh, all meet together. Sorry about the crop in here on Facebook. It looks like it's really zoomed in on my face, but... um, So anyway, if you've never joined the podcast before, uh, we talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal all as one thing together here on the podcast, because I believe that life is an amalgamation of all of those things, and whenever we strip one of them out of our personal walk of faith, no matter what walk you are, uh, be it Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, agnostic, doesn't matter, uh, Zoroastrian, I really don't care. This is a meeting of minds and hearts to seek truth and find Christ within us, uh, not follow any kind of pre-made doctrine. So we do have Facebook going here. We've got uh, Facebook Live, so welcome Facebook. Uh, Hope you guys are having a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, And welcome TikTok. And then if you're listening on the podcast, welcome. So Uh, I'm going to be talking about some stuff today Uh, This is going to be very, very challenging for us. And so I named this one, uh, How to Discover Your Authentic Gifts. So what is an authentic gift? It's a gift that's inside of you, something that will help guide you through your life, something that will help you make decisions on where should I serve, what type of business should I start, What should I do for my church? How can I help my neighbor? And so we're going to look at those very tangible, specific things today on what we can actually do to activate God's gifts in our life. Uh, Again, this is not a study of uh, just going through a bunch of verses and trying to have a happy message. This is, we're doing the work today. So I want to show up on Sunday mornings with you guys to do the work, to dig in, to find who we really are. What is up, everyone on Facebook? Mike Robles, Nova Rockstar, Susan Kinney, Jason Roussel, David Upton. What's up, David? How are you, man? Uh, Tony Lester, Doug Norris. What's up, guys? Thank you all for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys over here on TikTok, too. Yari, what is up? 74 Creative Leather, what is up? How are you doing? Um, Jeremy Bork, Catherine, Weezer411, what's up? Uh, Shea Ben. Athena, we got a lot of people on today, so super finally uh, a normal person. Thank you, Jeremy. What's up? I don't know if I'm normal, Jeremy. I don't know if I'm normal, but I'm here to, uh, we're going to share a little bit of uh, the gospel today or what I believe the true gospel is, uh, the good news. Um, And uh, again, this is a message for every walk of faith. This is not a denominational message or a church message. This is Uh, Really, for anyone who's seeking their true gifts, seeking the true kingdom of God, um, uh, mindful grinds, what is up? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, So, anyway, yeah, I've got my my coffee here, and we're about to dive in. So, we cannot look at our personal gifts without looking at the kingdom of heaven. And I'm going to read a quick quote from my book. It's called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. It just came out. I wrote it in 2020. I released the digital uh, Kindle version in 2020. Sold a few copies of that. I did all this recording and everything. Recorded this incredible audiobook. Submitted it to the audiobook publication and it sat for two years. 
This year, I finally got serious and said, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this online thing. I'm going to step into the world of being a spiritual influencer, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, thought the guy might be reasonable. Uh, Joe says, uh, I'm not reasonable. Reason, um, reason defies uh, reason. You know, I, uh, I look at the supernatural. That's definitely what this podcast is about. So, um, I'm not here to be reasonable per se. If you want reasonable, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of leaders out there that are very reasonable and very pragmatic about their teachings. Uh, but I really try to look within us. I try to look within, uh, the word of God. I try to look, um, within, uh, some more of the esoteric things, like I said, faith, spirituality, and paranormal. So all of those together. But I try to look at those very objectively and from my experience and the experiences of others, not just kind of throwing ideas around, but rather look at, like, let's connect all the dots and figure out what's really going on in our lives. So um, let's see. Evelyn says, good morning. What's up, Evelyn? How are you? Uh, Mark Mandel, do you think they'll hide the moon on purpose? I don't know. I don't have any... You know, that whole earth and firmament and everything, I believe in the firmament, absolutely. I don't have a clue what our universe really is. I don't think they know. I don't think we know. Uh, I don't think any of the theories are necessarily correct. So, uh, But I do know that we are protected. God has uh, built us an ecosystem for, for us to thrive and for us to have dominion over. You know, we're always looking outside there rather than looking within and looking at what we do have dominion over on this planet. We have dominion over the earth. And how many people are exercising that dominion? Uh, so many people are, uh, they're looking at the conspiracies and stuff. They're looking at, uh, you know, could it be this or could it be that? And I'm trying to look at what really might it be and what does that mean to who I am? So I always bring it back to myself and I always bring it back to you and who we actually are in God's kingdom. And I think that's super, super important. Keith, what is up? Welcome. Uh, Evelyn says, well and good. Evelyn, I'm glad you are well and good. Uh, Christ consciousness is real. Doug Norris says, absolutely. We're about to dive into that this morning. Uh, beautiful, beautiful study this morning on Christ consciousness. What the kingdom of God is, what the kingdom of heaven is. And I'm going to read a little bit from my new book, uh, from chapter 3, Spiritual Gifts to Build the Kingdom um, I originally wrote this book in 2020 as a Christian publication. However, if you don't consider yourself Christian, no worries. I promise it'll speak to you uh, because it has a lot of universal truths in it. My next book, I'm writing it as more of a universal Christ consciousness book. Um, but the first one, I was very much in kind of the Christian doctrine um, mindset at that point. And I, and I still identify myself as a Christ follower. So don't think that I'm just, um, let's see, are you Jewish? No, I'm not Jewish. I don't claim any like religious affiliation at this point in my life. Um, I am uh, a Christ consciousness teacher. Uh, I follow Christ. I believe he was very real. I believe he was a sacrifice for, to buy us back from the gods, from what I believe were uh, these extraterrestrial gods that got out of hand that were supposed to be agents of management on our planet to take care of us. Uh, to help lead different tribes. We see that in at the Tower of Babel. He sends them out and says, I'll send you to your gods. Um, and then we change that with our doctrine uh, from our pulpits and from our teachings and all of that stuff. And we kind of say, well, 
Uh, he was just giving them to their false gods. And they're false gods in the sense, not that they're not real, but as in they're not the true God. They're not El Elyon. They're not God Most High. God the Father that Christ came and talked about. And he said, my father, my father. He was talking about God the Father. Uh, he was talking about where he really was from, not just, uh, um, you know, that one of these gods that was leading all these tribes that are supposed to be serving at the will of the Most High. Uh, so that's my theory on it. And that's kind of where I come from all of this uh, to understand that he's not just buying us back from our sin. He's buying us back from an entire world system, an entire uh, mechanism of control that was set up from the very beginning when these extraterrestrial gods came and gave technology, wisdom, knowledge. Uh, they gave all of these things from the heavens, secrets of the heavens. If you read and you go through our Enoch study with me, and we're going to pick Enoch back up tomorrow on Monday, um, and we're, we're just moving through the book of Enoch. I just go chapter by chapter, verse by verse, because there's so much there, guys, and I could jump around all day. But, I mean, we're only through that much of Enoch, and we've got a long way to go to really pull all the understanding out of it and see what it means for the heavenly hierarchies. What does it mean to the rest of the Bible? I mean, literally, the book of Enoch is a key that fits into chapter and chapter, verse and verse, that we're missing in our modern translations, especially here in the West. And that's what I'm here. Um, I just have this mission, and I, I fully believe it's a God-poured mission to start revealing Enoch, start revealing what's in it. He's given me understanding into it, um, and it plugs into all of this. And we start plugging it into the Western Bible we have. This is a Christian Standard Bible. I've got a Hebrew Bible over here. I've got a Catholic Bible. I read like every version. Everybody says, what version should I read? All of them. Get you an Ethiopian Bible if you can. It's got Enoch in it, and it ties everything together. Uh, get you an Et Sefer in it. It has all the Hebrew translation of everything in it. Get you a... Uh, Strong's Concordance gets you a uh, interlinear Bible. I've got all of this stuff, and if you're on Facebook, it's all in my link, cubcooker.me. If you're on TikTok or uh, the podcast, uh, cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. I have all the resources I talk about there for you guys. Not trying to sell you guys something. This is how I make my living. So it, that is my bookshop. That is my, my spiritual resource shop. My book is there as well. Um, as the book study and you can even stream ancient aliens over there which i talk about a lot so and i'm not saying ancient aliens is absolute gospel truth but i am saying that that has some clues that plug directly into your bible into it so you want to start seeing this full cosmic worldview that includes all of god's created beings including the angels the extraterrestrials the watchers the fallen angels the humans the animals the planets all of that uh, that's what we're here. So I love your shirt. Uh, Chica says, thank you so much. The tie-dye kit is on my website as well, and it's by a company called Tulip. It's like one of my favorite ones I've ever used. Look how vibrant it is. Um, I used a whole kit for four shirts, just so you know. So if you do get one of the kits, they do about four shirts. They say they do more, but I really soaked the color into this, as you can tell. So um, I really like to do that. Joey Powell, I know uh, of the subject, but I'm curious your thoughts about Metatron. I have not gotten into Metatron yet. I know there's a lot of theories about that, and I am studying up on that. I like to be somewhat well-studied on things before I talk about them. So, um, <clears throat> But Joey, that's you're like the third person this week that's asked for that. So I will try to get a little more knowledge on Metatron. A lot of people 
uh, believe that Metatron uh, is what Enoch was, like that Enoch became the angel Metatron. There's also some other theories about that. So, um, but I, I don't know. I certainly don't have a lot of experience with that. But uh, when is the teaching tomorrow? Evelyn Foster says. So the teaching on uh, during the week, I try to do. I've been doing the afternoon between three and four p.m. Uh, but lately, I've been doing in the morning, and it seems to go really well in the morning. So I may may be doing in the morning. Joshua Cobb says, "What's up, uh, Isabel? Welcome. How are you doing, Randy? What is up?" Uh, Brandon says, "What are the odds of uh, natal chart matching the Bible record of Christ uh, in this whole year?" I don't know anything about that, Brandon, but I will definitely look into it. Um, let's see. We got a lot of comments this morning, so. Uh, Catherine McClure says, I love your site. I believe the same as you. Uh, I was, uh, ever since I was young, uh, thanks for sharing. Hey, you are very welcome. And I appreciate that. I've had a lot of people come out of the woodworks and I got a big donation yesterday that just really touched my heart, um, on my PayPal link on my, um, my website. And it was just, it's just more confirmation guys. This is exactly what God wants me to do. Uh, and I've had a lot of people speak out and, and tell me I'm bringing false doctrine and that I'm uh, too new age or whatever. And, you know, I, I, it's it's all labels at the end of the day. And I'm just here uh, to talk about what you guys have been asking anyway and what I've been asking. And if your faith institution or organization is not talking about these things and giving you answers that actually help you move forward in your life, then that's an issue. And that's why I'm here and that's why I'm being successful with this is because God has called me to do this because the institutions weren't doing the work. And that's a problem. And that's why I'm here and that's why this is successful. Uh, Beyond that, this is successful because I'm bringing truth to people and I'm helping people find their truth. And I'm not just saying everybody's truth is different and that's okay, but I'm talking about you're going to see an angle of truth that I don't. And that's why we're going to read the words of Christ today, the words of Yeshua, right out of the Bible. And I'm going to read some out of the Gospel of Thomas and I'm going to read some out of my book here. And what it's going to reveal about the kingdom of God is, I promise you, something that you have not heard. And if you have, you haven't been told what it really means. And what it really means is, is quite obvious. It's right there on the page. And all you have to do is strip away everything that you think you know and look at the words of Christ and move forward with that. And that changes everything and that will change your Monday on. You will be a new person when you get this truth. Um, and I say truth not as uh, conspiracy and truth and lies and all this stuff. And I don't even like saying those words on here because uh, that's not what I'm about. I talk about authenticity. You may go to church, you may go to an organization, you may hear a teacher, and they may share truth with you, but is it authentic? And there's a difference between truth and authenticity, because authenticity comes from a place of, I'm not here just teaching with authority, telling you I know everything. I'm saying, hey, here's what it says, and here's what I've experienced. What's your experience? And that's authentic teaching. And that's what I want to be here to do with you guys. So uh, let's see. Uh, God always spoke directly to me. He speaks to us all. Uh, His truth is not tainted with uh, the hate of men. Amen. Amen. Hugs and thank you so much. Metatron 100%. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking at that. Um, 
please visit the spiritual page. Uh, okay, awesome. I will. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Uh, so let me get into the reading today. I'll see if there's any other questions here. I've got multiple iPads going here. So uh, I'm glad you made it possible uh, for the people that want the truth. Amen. Thank you, Gretchen. I really appreciate that. Um, let's see. Okay, I don't see any other comments. If I missed them, I'm sorry. I'll come back. But um, anyway, let's dive in. Let's dive into scripture this morning as I get a drink here. Okay. So the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Now the kingdom of heaven is in places in the Bible talked about kind of separately from the kingdom of God. But there are places where Jesus uses the kingdom of heaven and we're talking about um, a different kingdom. We're not talking about the uh, kingdom that will come in the sky. Every single culture across the planet has these like awakening or end time or prophetic moments where the gods will come back and they will live with their people. They're, they're waiting for them to come back for thousands of years. We're doing that in Judeo-Christian beliefs. We're doing that in Hindu beliefs. We're doing that in, uh, literally, I was reading about um, Australian culture and the uh, aboriginals there and their god, Baime, they came down and delivered the law on the mountain there, and it matches almost exactly the story of Mount Sinai with Moses and Yahweh landing on the mountain and giving the law there. Now, full disclosure, and this is where I leave some, lose some people, but full disclosure, I believe the Bible includes multiple gods. And I believe a lot of time when we try to reconcile the God of the Old Testament we try to say that's the most high God when we really need to look and we, we need to understand that we're dealing with actual craft, actual um, ships that are leading people. Because if you read it, you cannot read it in authenticity and not go to a science fiction place in your mind. When you read about the parting of the Red Sea, you read about God descending upon Mount Sinai. And, and when you look in the concordance too, Yahweh is the name, the proper name of the God of Israel. Then we have Elohim with a big E and we have El or El Elyon, who is the God most high. And that's who Christ was talking about. Um, God, the father, God, the father. Um, and so oftentimes in the Bible, we just kind of interchange those words and it can get difficult because if you talk to a pastor or someone who has like a deep theological understanding, which I don't. I have not gone to seminary or anything, which is probably a good thing because I'm able to just look at this objectively. Um, where you, know, you have to understand that the Sumerians and the Egyptians and people before Bible times had a better understanding of the multiple gods and the pantheons because they were having actual experiences with them. Uh, people don't just worship something because it doesn't have an effect on their life. I mean, think about what we worship in modern culture today. Uh, we worship it because we see that it has a tangible effect on our life. And so you don't keep worshiping just a false idol and a false god if that god doesn't occasionally show up, give you things, bring you knowledge, help people along, whatever that is. I am also not saying that all these gods are evil. I think they deserve respect. I think God uses them um, as agents of him to manage our planet. And I think they're a part of the Godhead. They pour out from the fountain of God the Father. Um, and that divinity is trickled down through the angelic hierarchies. We're not even supposed to really understand all of that necessarily. However, it's important 
to kind of look at it again authentically with fresh eyes and go, because I've heard for years people say, well, I, I don't believe in Christianity because I don't follow the angry God of the Old Testament. And I'm here to tell you, neither do I. But I believe he was a divine being and I believe he was part of the Godhead leading Israel and that there were other cultures at the time with their gods that were the same type of extraterrestrial entity leading those uh, groups of humanity. And, um, and, and that may be a weird theory, and that's okay, guys. But um, th- that, that is, uh, sorry, I got some comments here, um, but I think they're old, so sorry. Um, so I try to rabbit trail here. I get all the comments coming in. So uh, God is weird. His ways are not our ways. Uh, would a miracle be a miracle if it wasn't weird? Amen, Matthew. That's what's up, man. Um, that, that is so, so true guys. So, and if it's weird, it's important in the Bible. It's, if it's weird, it's important in all of scripture. And I say all of scripture because, um, there's a line in the Bible and I taught about it the other day. All scripture is profitable for gaining knowledge and understanding and training in the ways of righteousness. And it didn't say all the Hebrew scripture or all the Hindu scripture or all the Buddhist scripture. It said all of scripture. And you have to believe that Christ was, um, awake enough, right? I mean, if he was God, God on earth and he was the Savior, the Messiah, then might he have known that there was other scripture in the world? So I'm just, I'm just saying, I think we've got to start looking at this honesty and quit trying to put it in a box of some doctrinal ideology. So enough about that. Here's where it gets good. So we're going to jump over to Matthew 13. He answered, because the, okay, so the disciples are asking him here. They're asking him, why are you speaking to them in parables? And this is important because I speak in parables because I teach spiritual concepts. Anyone that speaks parables is teaching spiritual concepts and, and vice versa. Anyone that's teaching spiritual concepts is going to speak in parables because you can't just rip the veil open for someone and say, here's here's that, here's this thing. You have to go, it's like this. It's like this in the physical matrix. So understand the physical matrix. We have a field in the physical matrix. We understand farmers, right? We, you, you probably have a field that you drive by every day and you see that field. Well, what if you lost uh, your, your kid threw your car keys out of the car while you're driving or your wedding ring? And you're like, oh, I have to stop and go find it. And you have to go into that field and you find a treasure in that field. And you're like, oh my gosh, well, it's not right for me to take this treasure because it's on someone else's field, but I can go and I can sell everything I have and I'm going to buy that field and then I'll own that treasure. And that is exactly what Christ is talking about here. And when you get into these parables, he is speaking a spiritual truth using the physical matrix. And that's exactly what I do on here. And that's exactly what anyone who's teaching spiritual concepts should be doing because the people that get it, get it. The people that don't, that don't hunger and thirst for knowledge and wisdom and righteousness, they're just not going to get it. Uh, Brandon Sejour says, you are right. Thank you so much, Brandon. I appreciate it. Uh, we are all gods under the power of the Most High. Amen. Um, how you choose to believe the Old Testament, God, and just believe the New. Um, how do you choose not to believe the Old Testament God and just choose to believe the New? Uh, I don't believe the New. The, the New Testament God, the one that Christ is talking about, is in the Old Testament. He was there at the beginning. There's two creation stories. 
there's a creation story where the beings of light are created, where our spirits are created, and our perfection is created, and then there's a story where uh, the flesh and the clay is created or made by the makers. Um, and so, again, we it's it's impossible to read your Bible without adding these mythologies to it because you have to understand where the mythologies are all based on little nuggets of truth as as you go through the years because people experienced it and those stories were passed down. Maybe some embellished, maybe some not even accurate because uh, they didn't have words for what they were seeing. When they say, you know, that God comes in fire and smoke and then you hear about the Ark of the Covenant and that the fire went in through their nose. Well, if you watch something like Ancient Aliens I'm watching yesterday and they found that, you know, electricity will enter so if this thing is shooting electricity from it, so and then God is speaking through it. So it's literally a device where the most um, interaction they were able to have with their God, with Yahweh, was coming through this. Well, they found these ark-type things with the same exact designs in other cultures, including the Egyptian culture. And so why would you have these communication devices and these energy devices in multiple cultures with multiple names of different gods if you didn't have visitation from these gods. And so there's just, there's something there, guys. And I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that uh, our planet is not what we think it is. We want to think that we're the highest and the greatest beings. And that's just not true, guys. That's just not, according to every mythology and belief and spiritual structure we have on this planet, that's not true. Now, if you don't believe any of that, then maybe, maybe it's not for you. But again, getting into uh, what Christ said, I've got a lot of comments here. So not everything written is truth. Absolutely, but truth is in everything written. Let me say that. Not everything written is truth. You are correct. But truth is in everything written. So if you know how to find it, and I'm about to teach you exactly how. Um, okay, so... He answered them, so they're like, why do you speak in parables? Like, why can't you just tell us what the kingdom of heaven is like? Why can't you just tell us what we're supposed to do? And he's like, he answered them, because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given for you to know, but it has not been given to them. Now, let me stop there. This is not an us against them thing. This is just literally talking about um, those with eyes to hear, or those with eyes to see and ears to hear. That's those that hunger and thirst for knowledge and righteousness. So, but it has not been given to them. Them being anyone who just wants to sit and argue semantics, just dig into doctrine, just uh, try to be right all the time. And there's there's a key there. So, um, for whoever has, more will be given to him, and he will have more than enough. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Because looking they do not see, and hearing they do not listen or understand. And he's referring to Isaiah's prophecy of the good news or the truth. Um, and talking about, you know, he's, he's tying all of this to these old, the old law. To the understanding of the prophets and all of the old doctrines. And he said that he didn't come to abolish it, but to fulfill it. And not one word of it would pass away until he had done what he came to do. And then on the cross, he says, it is finished. And so it, it was finished. It was fulfilled at that point. The reign of the gods was over at that point, And the kingdom was given back to 
God through his people, through us. Those with eyes to see and ears to hear. Uh, so, and again, this is where it gets esoteric. This is where everything Christ spoke was esoteric, meaning hidden meaning. That's all it means, hidden spiritual meaning. Um, a lot of people take that word and they go, oh, that's dangerous, it's magic, it's witchcraft, it's whatever. Really, it's just, it's packaged on the surface as one thing, and if you just peel back one layer, you see another one, and then another one, and another one. So, um... See you don't answer my questions. Daniel, I did not see your question. So, um, yeah, it's fallen angels. I call them gods because we just, we confuse that term. So we, angels means like a thousand different types of beings. And then gods, little g, is just something that we, because we see an angel, we see an agent of the most high or one of the heavenly hosts, um, we can easily worship them as a god, especially if you're an ancient people and that god or that angel, that fallen angel is bringing you knowledge, um, then that's that can be an issue because it's just easy to turn them into gods. Uh, and so, yes, to debate semantics, which we're, that's not what I'm here to do, and that's exactly what I just read. So if you missed that, go back and listen to what I just said about parables, about secrets of the kingdom. In fact, I'll read that again for all of us because I get, and I love you guys, I'm not calling anyone out here, but I get comments like that all the time trying to debate semantics with me. Understanding is not about the specifics. It's about an internal understanding and an operating system that you're building within yourself to move towards truth every day. Um, and the devil created aliens to fear our sky people, a.k.a. God. Um yeah, and I mean, I don't even believe in, you know, I think extraterrestrials, aliens, uh, are divine beings. Some of them have fallen. Some of them still want to confuse and uh, mess with humanity. Uh, some of them, I believe, are still working on our planet, protecting us, keeping us from blowing ourselves up, things like that. Um, you know, it's not as simple as we like. We like just simplicity. It's so easy. Let's just... All, all aliens are demons. I hear that all the time. They're demons. It's just a deception. No, guys, it's not. It's Look at it. Look at the Bible. Look at ancient texts. Look at the Sumerian tablets. Look at the experiences of people all around the globe. Look at the help that these angelic beings have brought to humanity. But look at what Christ did because a lot of these angelic beings fell out of line and they started teaching outside of God's will. And so Christ had to come and return the kingdom back to God, return us back to God. And that kingdom is within us, and I'm about to share that. So um, so anyway, um, I got more, more comments on aliens are the deception, aliens are the deception. Uh, aliens maybe in just that they're all just a race from another planet, that might be a deception. I don't know. I'm not here to say that. But I do believe they are uh, divine beings. Let me just say that. I believe they are divine beings uh, because some of them still serve at the will of the Most High. We see that. We know that. We see that some of them are going to come down in Revelation. We see that. So we can't just blanket term everything, guys. We have to be more dynamic in our beliefs and our faith uh, because if we're not, then we're going to miss things. And I think that's what we're about. Our cosmic family, absolutely, absolutely so. Uh, fallen angels, no good. So glad I found your profile in time when I've been searching and learning. Uh, thank you, Gretchen, for being here. Yeah, fallen angels are no good, but there are still angels on this planet still doing work. There are different types of angels from my studies. There are spirit beings, beings of light. Um, there are, which are spiritual, 
Those are spiritual. And then there's uh, agents of the Most High. Those agents of the Most High, which we lump in with angels all the time. Even in the Bible, it's like an angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord. Well, they're all different types of angels. You have the seraphim, you have the cherubim, you have the ophanim. The ophanim are uh, what people would look at, the wheel inside the wheel, and it uh, looked like it had eyes on it, and one of them spinning. Those are those disc craft that we talk about in sci-fi, or that people have actually seen, or some people believe we've actually found on the planet, that technology. The heavenly realms, the kingdom of heaven, is both technological and spiritual. Technology and spirit cease, I believe, cease to... Um, you know, have a, a, a stopping point. There's no difference between it in the kingdom of heaven because the Most High knows exactly how to create beings that can harness all the realities, harness the different levels of consciousness, and control their machinery and their spiritual technology with their spirit, with their mind, with their consciousness. Uh, and of course, if we found any of this technology, we surely can't figure out how to use it because we can't even access those parts of our brains. So, um, Anyway, do you see where I'm going with all this, guys? It gets weird, and you go down the rabbit hole with me, but I promise it will open your mind, and I promise you'll see things that you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't fit into the narrative that I've grown up with or I thought was true all along. And, I, and again, I hate using the word true because true is subjective to, it can be true to someone that's like, that's true to me because I'm experiencing it. And so, again, authenticity, I think, leaves open the door for all of these possibilities at once when we try to just package everything. As above, so below. Everything we see here, the iPhone I'm streaming on is only a shadow image of something above uh, some type of technology or mechanism in the kingdom of heaven. So, uh, uh, would do his work like a man. Sorry, I missed a bunch of your comments here. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I've been deceived. Thank you so much. I get told that all the time. Uh, if I'm deceived, it is what it is. So, um, imagine thinking a soul is made out of technology. It's not what I said, um, D. I'll just call you D. I don't like calling anybody out, but D, you're missing the point here. Go, go listen to all my podcasts, listen to my live streams, um, and, and then tell me I'm deceived. Um, and so I'm going to read this parable one more time because I'm still getting comments on Facebook and TikTok just like this, that I'm deceived, uh, that I'm not. So Brandon says, um, I'd love to DM with you, bro. Yeah, um, hit me up, man. I'd love to talk. Um, we can access those things. Jamie says, absolutely, we can access things that we don't even dream of, but we're told not to. We're told... Um, to be afraid. We're told to uh, follow this doctrine. We're told to uh, follow this rule. And uh, we have so much more power than we want to believe. And that is, that's the scary thing, guys, is when you start looking at what Christ actually said, and you start to apply that to who you are, that's when your life changes. And I'm going to read a quick quote from my book, and then I'm going to read what Jesus said here again. So chapter three of God Giving Gifts of Brilliance. And I do have the audiobook in my link. Um, the audiobook is me narrating it. It's about five hours long. And I give you even a little more than what's in the actual digital book because um, I get to expound upon things and kind of teach as I go. Um, and so it's a great kind of intimate study with me about who you really are and how to activate your God-given gifts in five areas of your life, your personal life, your professional life, your community, uh, your passions, the things that just excite you about life, 
and your spiritual gifts. So all five of those areas, I teach you exactly how to find your gift and activate it in those areas. Anyone that's lost, anyone that's searching, uh, and again, I wrote it from a Christian perspective, but even if you don't identify as that, uh, there's a ton of universal truth in it that will help you. So, um, What's up, Aaron? Pastor Aaron, thank you for being here. How you doing? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Um, okay, what do you think about baptism by the Holy Spirit? We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so chapter three in my book, we know from reading God's word that it is our responsibility and duty to advance the kingdom of God as believers. We forget that he has endowed us each with a unique gift to advance his kingdom in ways that we cannot do on our own. So let me let me read that again. We forget that it that he has endowed each one of us with unique gifts to advance his kingdom in ways we cannot do on our own. Uh, so everyone arguing with me on uh, that I'm deceived and everything, stop and listen, and you might learn something. Uh, and I do that too. Anytime I don't agree with someone, if I'm on a live stream or I'm scrolling, I stop and listen to the fullness of what they're saying. And if I don't agree, I, I don't look at them and go, oh, they're deceived. I go, what about me is not buying into that message? And is there a part of me that needs to be filled in by that message? Or is there a part of me that needs to be strengthened because I don't agree with that message? So there's a big difference, guys, between passing judgment and being a high enough intelligence and a high enough being, a high enough um, understanding of spiritual concepts to just go, I'm going to take the piece of truth I found in that and apply it to me, and then I'm going to move on, rather than arguing and going, that person's deceived. Because I promise you, even in the most deceptive media, there is still truth that you can learn from and that I can learn from. And I believe that even movies can be scripture. I mean, look at the movie The Matrix. Go through that. Take notes. Take spiritual notes. And it'll change your life. And I'll teach on The Matrix another day. But So, we know from reading God's Word that it is our responsibility and duty to advance the kingdom of God. So, what does that mean? If you have a responsibility and duty, and I do as well, what does that mean for us? Well, for me, that means... And I'm going to say what it means for me, because as I say what it means for me... You're going to take and you're going to write down, you might grab a pen or anything near you, you're going to write down what part of your life needs to move into your responsibility and your duty to advance the kingdom of God. Not, not the, the Judeo-Christian or the Western uh, evangelical kingdom of God, but the actual kingdom of God, the one that we're about to talk about, that Christ talked about. What part of your life is ready to move into that and pour some power into that? So, um, let's see, uh, new here, trying to find my way. Mira, what is up? Welcome. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and Brandon, I wasn't, I'm talking on TikTok over here. There was somebody else on TikTok heckling me over here. So, uh, so no, I'm not mad, but I do, I have to speak out against this because I want to help people. And if you're going to be here to argue with me, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Because I'm not here to push one agenda. I'm not here to push one faith or doctrine on anyone. I'm here to open your mind, open your heart, and help you find who you really are. Help you find who God really is outside of all of this doctrine. Because truth is within you. And I want to help bring that out in everyone, including myself. And the reason I get fired up when I see stuff like that is because I used to be exactly like that. 
And, and so I'm almost allergic to it now because I was that guy. And I was so close to everything because I was like, that doesn't line up with what I believe. And it just, it hurts me to see that now because my heart goes out because I know that that place, that platform is the platform where you just dry up more and more and more spiritually and you find yourself lost and alone and not connected to others and not connected to light and love. And that's what I want to help release people from. So continuing in my book, we have each been given a unique, unusual gift for the sole purpose of advancing the kingdom of God. Each one of us has a different gift or gifts inside us that allow us to communicate directly through God's kingdom while on this earth. Let me say that again. Each one of us has a different gift or gifts inside us that allow us to communicate directly through God's kingdom while on this earth. We can literally channel God's kingdom right now, today. And it starts with finding our gifts and activating them and serving into the will of the Father. And that is a lot, that's, that's been my life-changing uh, moment there, is realizing that I am a manifester of God's kingdom. So, uh, shouldn't judge another man, uh, it might sting. Amen. Um, peace be with you. Yes, sir. Yes, thank you, Brandon. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't, like, let's stop judging each other, guys. Because uh, the Bible says we'll be judges of angels. Let's quit judging each other, Okay. Uh, let's let's become spiritually powerful enough, connected to God's kingdom enough, and aware of it every day enough that we can actually judge angels instead of being these back and forth judges of each other. And so, again, that's I, I come with this message this morning out of love, guys. I really do because um, it's been a it's been an amazing week. You guys have stepped up and supported me, and I've had amazing comments. But I've also had some people really, really try to like hit me with a bunch of doctrine and a bunch of like proof that I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm cherry picking or whatever. Um, and that kind of thing stings and that's my problem. That's not your problem. That's my problem because if it stings, it's probably triggering some insecurity in me. And maybe it is because that insecurity is I haven't gone to seminary. I haven't gone through the system. I haven't been spit out on the other side stamped on the forehead with a doctrine and given a diploma to say, you're acceptable to teach. No, I have stamped on the heart by God, by Christ. The forehead, the mark of him is already on my forehead. And a lot of you guys see it. Uh, just listen with discernment and take what resonates. Nothing wrong with listening. Absolutely, Red Bear. Amen. So, uh, I am blessed, Pastor says. Thank you. I'm glad you're blessed, man. So, um. Anyway, that's from my book. He has given us claim. He has given us to claim dominion over. So um, we are communicating the reality and language of the kingdom of God unto this planet that he has given us to claim dominion over. What a powerful idea. And guys, that's in my book. Sorry I'm not going uh, live with anybody on these. Um, thank you for the request, though. I appreciate it. Um, so he has given us the ability to communicate the reality and language of the kingdom of God on this earth right now that we have dominion over. And when we argue back and forth and we try to build systems and all of this stuff and, and, you know, I'm not here trying to build a new church or a new system or anything. I'm just here, a voice in the wilderness. 
Just like John the Baptist, a voice in the wilderness. The kingdom of God is here. It's here and it's within you. And I believe Christ came to release that in all of us so we can claim authority over this planet once again. Dominion over the earth. Because we are the direct line to God's kingdom. When we communicate through the kingdom of God, we are allowed to function in a way that others on this planet are not allowed to. When we communicate through the kingdom of God, we are allowed to function in a way that others on this planet are not allowed to. Thus, we are utilizing gifts of a divine nature. And I go back and read some of these lines again, guys, because I I learned from them. This was something God poured through me. Um, I hold it as, as a holy piece of work that came into my life because I am learning so much from it now. I'm listening to the audiobook as I work out at the gym every day, and I'm just going through it over and over and over. There are some lines and some words and some dots connected in this book that just are mind-blowing, guys. Absolutely uh, mind-blowing. So user64 says, good afternoon, watching you from work. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, Breakthrough says, love your energy. I appreciate that. Um, And then let's see. Uh, we are God. God is within the book of Enoch. Jesus clearly states that we are he. Amen. Absolutely. And that's all I'm here to reveal, guys. Um, it, it turns people off when you say, hey, we are God. And people are like, oh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. And it's like, that's really what Christ came to say. And he came, what he did ended the reign of the gods on us and made us God's own, made us part of God again. So when I say I am God because he's in me, that's not a lie because... I really am God. I am part of him. You are part of him too. Um, is it as simple as that? Yes and no. Again, esoteric. Again, it's not always black and white. In fact, all the colors of the rainbow we can even see in this physical world don't even begin to equate to all the colors and spectrums and energies and realms we'll be able to see in our glorified bodies. And some of us have started to figure out how to activate little pieces of that on this earth, but we haven't seen anything yet, guys. Anything yet. So... Uh, The very books and plant medicines that God gave have been removed by man or labeled schedule. Yep. Absolutely, Carrie. Amen. Amen. Um, And I won't get into that today because these platforms don't like me to talk about that too much. But but yeah, absolutely. I fully agree with you on that. And, um, you know, that's what, if you really read the teachings of Jesus here and you really understand that you are communicating the kingdom of God. You are the kingdom of God. It is within you. You are the temple. No longer, if you look around the world, there are temples of the gods all around the world that have been built by extraterrestrial intelligence, by these gods, these angels, these agents of the Most High, um, as places of wellness, places of high vibration and resonance. They're beautiful, and yes, they're holy. But they pale in comparison to the kingdom of God within you. And when Christ came and taught that, they took him to the cross for it. Because it did not line up with the laws. It did not line up with the old law, the old scripture. Um, And he said, hey, I didn't come to abolish it. I came to fulfill it. So it's fulfilled now and we have become the temple now because of what he did. And so that's what I teach here. That's what I want you guys to realize. That's what I want me to realize. I don't teach at you. I teach with you. Like, I learn from this as we go, guys. Literally, every live stream is for me. So let me just say it's a selfish thing. It's for me. I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm just sharing it with you as we go. 
Um, so thank you. I'm not here to try to enlighten anyone because I think everybody needs it. I'm here to enlighten myself because I know if I need it, my neighbor needs it, my wife needs it, my family needs it, you guys need it, we all need it. And I'm just willing to stop and stand here completely abandoning all of my preconceptions and go, wait a minute, what does this really say? What does this really do in my life? How have I experienced this? Um, so let's see. I was raised Catholic, but I've never heard of any of this stuff. Thank you, Don. Hey, welcome, Don. Um, yeah, absolutely. My wife is Catholic. Uh, my dad's entire family, like the whole line of Cookers, is Catholic. Um, I was raised in the Methodist church and then moved into like an evangelical church and then a Baptist type church. And so I've had a little bit of everything when it comes to that. Uh, studied a lot of Buddhism in college. Um, and then now I'm trying to study the true Christ and find him within me and within you. So um, Gretchen says, thank you. You bet. So I'm about to read scripture that ties all this together. And if you like what I read from the book, your support means the world. It's in my, my link. Uh, it's kind of my universal link that goes to my page. Uh, you can make a donation on PayPal if you want. I've got a full course built around this. You can get the book if you want. Whatever. I try to have a ton of areas where if you just want to give a gift, you can. But if you want me to serve you in some way, I can serve you in some way there, including my book, my course. Everything is all right there for you. So uh, I hope you guys understand why I do this. Um, I do this full time, by the way. I don't. This, I'm not a weekend warrior on this. I study every single day. Bring you guys a brand new live stream every day, brand new podcast, um, and then also bring you a bunch of short form, 60 second video pieces. They go out on Reels. They go out on YouTube Shorts. They go out on TikTok. Everywhere. Uh, just kind of keep people coming in because we've got to keep this door open. There's so many people hungry, so many people that need our little community here. And by little, I mean this community is well over 100,000 unique individuals right now on, on all platforms. That's not repeat followers and subscribers. That's like 100,000 unique individuals uh, in this audience right now. And I am so thankful for you guys. And thank you, Lord, uh, for, for granting us the ability to do this and just be out here uh, sharing this word with everyone. And Thank you to the platforms too, you know, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all of these platforms. Facebook's really focused on faith and spirituality mentorship right now. I'm even in a training program they're doing that's the faith and spiritual communities. Um, and we're learning about metaverse technology and learning about the next wave of communication. No matter what side you believe on, whether that's good or bad, I'm here to learn it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you there and I'm going to meet other people there if you choose to go there. So... Um, I'm going to keep being that voice in the wilderness. Such a blessing, Gretchen says. Thank you so much. You guys are the blessing. And uh, whoever blessed me yesterday, uh, I got a $100 gift yesterday. And that was just such an incredible thing for me and such an encouraging thing. Because as I do this, I've been living on my savings, just trusting the kingdom of God is here. It is within me. And it is manifesting everything I need in my path. God is working the Most High God is working and preparing a way. He's using His agents, His angels, people just like you to go and prepare this way so I can continue to do this work, so I can pay my bills, so that I can grow this. We can build a studio. I want to build a studio and a spiritual space where we can do, uh, like, I want to be live all day, guys. I don't I don't want to just do one, one or two hour live stream. I want to do hand pan meditations. I want to do prayer sessions. I want to do... And I need help to do that. I need somebody that can do the like physical work of distributing the content, 
all the tagging and all of that stuff and the thumbnails and then let me just immerse myself in in bringing this so you guys have a steady stream all the time of this this consciousness whatever this is that God is pouring through me I believe is divine I believe because it's not me anymore I've become a brand new person after 2020 I had my awakening uh, Gretchen says that would be amazing thank you so much and I'm looking forward to I'm going to try to be going to the Gaia conference in Boulder, Colorado on uh, September 24th and 25th. And it's it's not cheap, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. And I'm not like asking for anyone to pay for me to do that. But everything you guys do through my shop and through my donation link and everything, um, that's all going towards me being able to do stuff like that. It's called an Ancient Civilization Conference. And it's two days immersed with some of their experts from the Gaia Network. And if you haven't checked out Gaia Network... It's fantastic. Um, if you want to check it out, I do have an affiliate link for that. But um, I want to be able to go and meet more people and live stream from it and hear these experts. They're even going to have some of the elongated skulls that they believe might actually be uh, either extraterrestrial origin or peoples that they had direct contact with. Um, just really, really cool stuff to like see history come alive. Because I think a lot of what we miss is that we just kind of like push this part of history over and go, uh, they just wanted to believe in a God. They looked at the sun and thought that was the flying disc. No, these people saw a real flying disc, guys. Come on. You don't build these religions and these faiths and these traditions thousands of years and carve them on rocks. And then you see all these megalithic structures. And uh, Puma Punku has like these, they're, they're right angles and they're cut inward. And these stones are like multiple tons each. And there's, there's just no way. People just can, could not do that that long ago guys but then you see in Enoch that the angels the fallen angels they taught them how to do all of this and they helped them and they built their cities for them and they built civilizations and then you see the ruins of that and then you tie that in with the ancient astronaut theories and the extraterrestrial I call them the extraterrestrial gods of the ancient times because again I believe they serve at the will of the most high but we see that they got out of line we see that they didn't do a great job managing our planet and then Christ had to come and say all right I'm going to return you guys back to God. I'm going to do it uh, because I am God, because I am the son of God. He he sits at the right hand. And I don't pretend to understand this whole Trinitarian thing because um, I see it as a lot more dynamic than that. I see the Godhead. I see the sons of God. Um, I look at the Sumerian tablets. I believe Christ was God. I believe, uh, again, as he was God, we are in him. He is in us. We are God now. Like I think that that was a an adoption, a family type thing. I think that that goes much deeper than we try to say, oh, we're just little sinners trying to do trying to do good on this earth. No, we're bringing the kingdom. We're bringing the kingdom, guys. Um, and so let me get into uh, this. And, and I'm going to prove to you guys why I believe this. So whether you choose to believe it or not, but the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and in his joy, he went and sold all. All meaning the whole, every kind of, including the forms of, all, any, every, and the whole that he had, and bought that field. Okay, so why is this important? Because this is a parable from Matthew And remember what I talked about, Christ and the parables here a minute ago. Why is he teaching in parables? 
and why is that important for us to understand? So the parable of the hidden treasure of the priceless pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure or a pearl in some translations, buried in a field that a man found and reburied. Then in his joy he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. Okay, why is that important? Because the kingdom of heaven here is not just talking about the physical kingdom of heaven that's going to come. We see that in New Jerusalem. We see that in other cultures uh, where God will live among the people. In, in almost every culture around the world, they have some story like that. So why is this important? Because right here when he's talking about kingdom of heaven, the word for heaven in Greek is ureon. Ureon. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Arion. I think that's right. Perhaps from the same as oros, which means the sky, but by extension, heaven. But by implication, happiness, power, eternity, specifically the gospel. So we have to look at not only the primary function of these words, but the extension of these words to understand what he's actually talking about here. And they believed in a kingdom of heaven, and the old prophets have been talking about a kingdom of heaven because they were seeing these things in the sky. They were seeing these things in the heavens. They were meeting the gods as they descended. And so, but the true God, who is manifesting Christ, God Most High, is saying, hey, the kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of heaven you're talking about is like a treasure. So this is confusing people because they're like, well, isn't the kingdom of heaven going to come in? And then he goes even further and he says, have you understood all of these things? They answered to him, yes. Therefore, he said to them, every teacher of the law, and law here is, or every scribe. So every scribe, which is you know a teacher, someone writing down the knowledge, who has become a disciple, so if you're a scribe, but then you become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven, is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom treasures new and old. And I love this verse because I've become a disciple. And I can sit and talk to someone all day. And you can too. If you've become a disciple of the universal Christ, not the Christ of the Christian Standard Bible or the Christ of the King James Version or the Christ of the Catholic Church or the Methodist Church or the Zoroastrian or whatever. You become a disciple of the Christ, the Christ consciousness. Christ, the living Christ. He's the living Christ. Not just the historical figure. Uh, user 64 says, Amen. Thank you so much. Then you can... Be like the owner of a house and bring out treasures new and old. New ideas, new, you're downloading new information from God. But you're also bringing forth an ancient truth, an ancient tradition. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Seems like you got the Holy Ghost, which is uh, water of earth, physical it's spirit, not physics. We are the fields. Amen, Brandon. Absolutely. And I get way more into metaphysical stuff than I can on the Sunday morning here. Uh, we get into some of that as we're going through Enoch. And I did a whole baptism series a while back. And, uh, you know, and then L is the, the, the most high, which is represented by the bull, the bull of the water. Uh, and then we're supposed to be baptized. Well, that baptism and those words of affirmation while we're in the water. I believe actually changes us. And so baptism is not just this thing that we can and should do and 
Western theology. It's something that when you're ready for a change and you want to commit your life to God, being in water, I pray in the shower. I speak words in the shower as the water runs over me. It's important, guys. That's why a lot of these hand-pan musicians, I have these UFO drums, they play in the water. And there's something very, very spiritual about that water connecting with us. It's natural, absolutely. It's natural and it's supernatural, absolutely. Um, so anyway, do you have treasures both old and new? And what does this parable of the field really mean? If you guys get it, great. If you don't, let me continue just a little bit more because it's taken me years to understand this. Let me finish my coffee. Which has now become iced coffee. Um, this man, like I said earlier, you're driving in your car. Your kid throws your wedding ring out the window. You're like, oh no, and you have to pull over and you have to go into someone else's field. And when you get that, you realize there's this whole treasure trove of treasures there. There's gold and silver and uh, crypto and everything that you can use to better your life. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you're like, well, I'm not going to take this because I'm a good person. So I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to go home and I'm going to set, because I noticed the field has a for sale sign. It says, as is, you know, everything included. And you're like, why well, I can't afford that. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to sell everything. You sell the house, the car, you sell, uh, the donkey, you sell, um, you know, whatever you have to go and buy this field because you know, the treasures in it, and you know, it's included with the field and now you own the field and now you own the treasure. And so why is that important? Because now we can bring that treasure out anytime we want. And it says he went and sold everything and bought it. And so, and, and I had this conversation yesterday with a family member that's looking for abundance and overflow right now. And they're looking for it without making a change. And that becomes an issue when we think that we're going to gain the kingdom without abandoning it all. And I'm not just talking about physical stuff, guys, but if, if you're if you're like me and you're already having a visceral reaction to like, oh, I don't want to have to sell anything to follow God. I can follow God with all the stuff I have. It's fine. I literally thought that in 2020, guys. And God took away my house, my business, took away my friends, my church, everything, gone. My old belief systems, gone. And why did he do that? Because I gave him authority to do that. Because I told him that I wanted his will in my life. And I was ready to enter into my life's work. I've got a bicycle sitting over here. And at my old house, I had an acre and a half out here in another little small town near where I live. And I had a, a big garage there. And I had a boat at one time. And I had all this stuff because I was running this business. And then 2020 came and that business started shrinking more and more and more and more until it was no more. And then contracts that I still had on that business moving into the very beginning of 2022, gone. Why is that? Because I told God I was ready to enter into my life's work and I was willing to do whatever it took and that I would put everything on the line that he had given me because I know he'll give it to me again. And I know when he gives it to me again, it'll be a kingdom blessing. It'll be a kingdom that he's going to pour through me. And it won't just be me buying toys and stuff. It'll be 
building a place for a purpose, moving to a piece of land for a purpose, building a team for a purpose. It'll be all these new things that rather than me just trying to live a comfortable life and serve God in joy and happiness and peace, it will become something that is inherently, every piece of it is built on the kingdom, built on the rock, built on Christ within me. And I told him that, and my life started to shake immediately from that day forward. Everything. I got the the C word, and I was stuck in a chair for a month and couldn't even barely work. I mean, this, this whole thing wrecked my life. But here I am, two years later, coming out of it, doing this full time. And every day, he's bringing more and more financial provision through this. I'm nowhere near where I was. Nowhere near where I was. But I'm going to be beyond where I was, light years beyond that, very soon because of what God's doing with this. And I'm so thankful he's doing it through you guys. Um, And I'm just showing up here every single day. Um, Let's see. I'm having trouble with trust and forgiveness. Hey, you know what? We all struggle with that, Priscilla. Uh, and, and there's this whole situation has brought things that um, I've had moments of being very hurt by certain people throughout this situation that I feel like have abandoned me or not reached out to me or whatever. And I have to just remember, this is hard, that my path is greater than the people that have left it. My path is greater than the people that have left it. And that's okay because there are new people. I've made connections with old friends that I hadn't seen since high school. And now I've got a buddy that I play with every day or almost every day. We go play Frisbee together. We talk. We're both building our online communities. I've got friends that I haven't talked to in years. I have people that I didn't even think knew I existed reaching out to me on on Facebook and on TikTok and Instagram and that love what I'm doing that I had no idea was watching and people that I fully expected to support me in this that I haven't heard a word from. People that I used to be best friends with and think that we're best friends still that I haven't heard from. That don't make the effort. They're not on my path and that's okay. And I think that's why he's speaking in code here. He's speaking in parables as we go back to this verse. And this is just so good, guys. I can just stay on these two verses here because it just all connects. Uh, Let's see. I've been following you right now for the last two months uh, that I have. I never knew anything about the spiritual things. Sorry. Hard to read here. Uh, That our teachers and I think a lot of new people... um, need to know the things you're teaching. I'm also passing your video on to my friends and family, and they're curious also. Uh, Alvin, thank you so much, Alvin, uh, for sharing. I really appreciate that. Um, Carrie says, so blessed to have found you today. Praise God. Thank you, Carrie. And as you guys find me too, don't forget, this is a podcast as well, so you don't have to watch the live if you're like, I don't know when to catch him or I can't catch him during the weekdays. The podcast is updated every day with this content. So exactly what I'm teaching on now, this will be on the podcast. And you will be able to go and listen in your car, share it with a friend or family member. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, everything. All in my link, the the universal almighty link over in my profile. 
uh, will take you to all the ways you can support me, all the ways you can go deeper with me, with my book study, um, with my book club, where you can read Enoch with us. Um, lots of cool stuff over there. It's really for anyone, any walk of life, you can go down the rabbit hole with me and all of those. And I talk about everything that's on there. It's not like I've done the Enoch study and it's over, or I've done the God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, my, my book, my new audio book study, and it's over. It's all happening at once. So I'm going to reference all of it at any given point during these... these uh, sorry, I got my nose is itching here. Um, it's been uh, an allergy fun season here in West Texas with all the rain. And I know Dallas has gotten... By the way, real quick, prayers for Dallas. Uh, prayers for that area. Uh, that lower part of Texas is just getting swamped right now literally and a lot of people have lost their lives unfortunately um, and so as that situation progresses I think we're going to be having a lot of people come through Amarillo from that area I think they said something like seven million people leaving that area so I'm going to try to do something for those people maybe even go do a live message with them um, if we end up with any kind of camps here we'll go out and help and I want you guys to be a part of that too so uh, I'm not just doing ministry here teaching, but I'm doing, I want to do like communal ministry as well. So, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, hey, what's up? Now, are you in San Antonio or is San Antonio getting hit right now? Uh, I watched Dolores Cannon. It was an eye opener. Yeah, she's got some crazy, crazy theories on there. I love her. Um, I found another lady too on TikTok that I really like. Um, Sometimes on our spiritual ascension, our consciousness guides us away from those that are holding us back. Dude, amen, amen. Even if they were loved ones and people uh, you want to come with you, that is why actions speak louder than words. Doug, amen. Thank you, and thank you, Doug. I need that encouragement, too, uh, because it's, it's been, this has been a rough journey. I feel like I'm standing alone, but I'm not. Like, I've got 100,000 of you guys, and... Um, I don't think of that as like a, a normal influencer that's like, I have a hundred thousand followers and I'm both. No, it's like, this is a hundred thousand beautiful souls that are all connecting and worshiping in love and light together and all walks of life. We literally have atheists and agnostics on here that are starting to find God, starting to find, uh, this inner part of them that is love and light and that wants to help people and actually, uh, is discerning spiritual things and they don't even know where that's coming from and that is Christ guys he's not found in a church I had somebody uh, and yeah you can find him in a church I'm not saying that but I'm just saying I had a lady argue with me the other day saying uh, and she posted all this stuff you know she said take this smut down I'm like what are you talking about she's like God is not in the metaverse God is in the church that's where he's told us to meet him and I'm like, where are you getting that? And all love to her. This sister is, you know, on her walk. And uh, she's maybe my, my in-law's age. And I just send love to her. And, and, I, and I say this not to put anyone down. But rather, guys, people are hurting. People are lost. As, as hurting and lost as you feel... Or as strong as you've found your path. And I think in that path for me, there is hurt and loss. But there's also this magnification of love and light and joy and authenticity. And that's what I talk about authenticity more than truth. Because authenticity, once you become authentic with people, 
truth just floods to you. And once you realize that you're authentically part of God and you're authentically becoming a Christ because you're following him, he is in us and we are in him, that changes everything. So what are the two books behind you hanging on the rack on the wall? Okay, so one of those is one um, that's a Celtic book of magic uh, and mythology. And I don't practice that, but I like to learn about this stuff because I, I, I get a lot of comments about stuff like that. My wife is of Celtic descent, and I have a Celtic drum over here. And uh, so I found that. My parents were doing a garage sale, and for some reason this book was in the pile. And so I pulled it out because I thought, you know, you never know what the world's going to bring. And uh, I like to have physical printed books. I'm a big fan of, like, having that knowledge uh, for whatever. I might find one or two things in there that I love that I want to use or that blesses me, and then I might find a lot of junk. Or I might find that the whole book is, like, amazing. I don't know. I haven't even really looked a lot into it. And then this one is the lexicon uh, to look up all the Hebrew words in the Et Sefer. So the Et Sefer is like 88 books of the Bible, a lot of them that have been left out in Western culture, all re-translated uh, with the original Hebrew uh, manuscripts and kind of brought to light. I don't agree with everything the Et Sefer like, tries to tie together necessarily, uh, because a lot of it is kind of like um, Hebrew roots, Torah observant type stuff. And I believe that he said, you know, not one iota of this would pass away until I've done what I've done, um, and then it will be fulfilled. And then he said, it is finished. So somebody asked me the other day, do I follow Torah? And I'm like, no, I definitely don't, but I follow Christ. I, I'm, I have Christ consciousness. I follow the inner Christ. I am becoming Christ. I am manifesting God's kingdom on this earth, and I believe that was the whole point. So, um, so I'm a little weird when it comes to that, but, um, let's see. I started waking up in 2020, uh, shadow work began in 2012, even though I didn't understand what I was going through. Um, shadow work is very interesting. Um, I've watched it lead a lot of people into really dark places, I think on the surface, like addressing some of those old demons and, commanding authority over them is very important but also some people just go so deep on that that they just kind of re-experience all those demons and become uh, even worse mentally and spiritually Uh, and I'm just speaking from things I've seen with people I'm not talking about anything I think we all have to like stop and and try to address a lot of the hurt we've had Um, but at the same time we've got to move into the light and so I'm big on light work uh, light, L-I-G-H-T, not light, as in I don't like to do work. I mean, I'm not a big manual labor guy anyway, but um, but light work as in bringing light to others, bringing love to others. So uh, I was able to, pro- okay, good, Diana. I was able to process and release them. That's, that's good um, because a lot of people don't, and that's what's scary about it. But I think that's why our demons are so strong sometimes is they want to keep us in that mode of pain. And pain, while we can learn from it, we should also be ascending from it at some point. So good for you. I'm glad you were able to process and release them because it sounds like you're on the path of light now. And um, and so, and we, a lot of times too, in these circles and communities, we try to demonize things that are very helpful or say that's new age or that's whatever. You know, we have to remember that like God's given us all these modes to communicate with each other and him. And as long as we have Christ consciousness, that's always going to guide us towards the right path. So, 
And I believe that I'm fully protected through that too. So, um, okay. So one more verse here before I sign off guys. Cause we're, uh, I think we're going on an hour and a half here maybe. But thank you guys. You, you've been awesome. So good morning from uh, Monrivia, California. You opened my mind. Thank you. Richard, what is up? Thank you so much for being here, Richard. Uh, Donna Thornsbury says, God, uh, please do your will in my life. Please, God, help uh, Cub Cooker, your disciple, uh, and to do your will and provide all his needs, as in Philippians 4.19. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Donna. God bless you. And amen. I claim that. I believe that. Um, and thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your time, Joey says. Uh, put trust in Jesus and repent. That's all there is to it. Uh, Jordan, that's all there is to it. Um, and that is a simplification. And if that's all there is to it to you, good for you. Um, for me, I have repented. I have turned. My life is pointed towards the light, and there is so much more on the other side of that door. Uh, that's the beginning, and um, uh, I'm not a uh, I'm not a Jesus follower. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a universal Christ follower. Uh, Jesus is kind of a figure, in my opinion, that's been taken and turned into a little action figure for uh, institutions to kind of wield at their disposal. And when you meet the living Christ, the risen Christ, it's transformative. Uh, and, and your repentance, repentance is not just like this repentance from sin. It's literally talked about here in why Jesus used parables in Matthew 13, 11. Because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you for you to know, but it has not been given to them. For whoever has more will be given to him. Whoever has, uh, and he will have more than enough, but whoever does not have, even what we, what he has will be taken from him. That is why I speak to them in parables, because looking they do not see, and hearing they do not listen or understand. And he was talking about Isaiah's prophecy. And then we're coming back into Matthew thirteen forty four. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field that a man found and reburied. Then in his joy he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. That's true repentance. Let me say that again. That's true repentance. He sells everything, abandons everything, every prior conception. Remember in Men in Black, I talk about movie as scripture. In Men in Black, Will Smith gets in the elevator with Tommy Lee Jones' character, and they go down the elevator. Yeah, and he's like, I just, and Will Smith's like, I just want you to remember, you chose me. You recognize my skill. You blah, blah, blah. You know, he's all cool. And uh, I'm not trying to do a really bad impression of him, but uh, he's like, you chose me. And then uh, he's like, and don't call me Slick or Son or anything like that. And then Tommy Lee Jones goes, all right, Slick, that's cool. He's like, but just remember all of your training, everything you think you know means precisely zip. And he didn't say zip, but I'm going to say that to edit it for this. Um, and then the door opens to this whole world and there's all these aliens walking around and extraterrestrials and cosmic beings and all these agents walking around. And Will Smith is like, what? Like it's just his eyes have been ripped open. And guys, that's literally what he's talking about here. He's literally talking about repentance in the form of everything you think you know, everything you think you, you own, like put it all out there. 
Are you willing to walk away from it? And I literally had to. Not everybody, I don't think, literally has to. But if you think, oh, I hope I don't literally have to, then maybe, maybe you might have to literally have to. Um, and for me, God had to push me through that. So I didn't have a choice, which is good because unfortunately I wasn't choosing it. However, I did choose it in my heart. I did choose it in my heart. I didn't go out and cancel the contracts I had. I didn't go out and, and close my business. I didn't go out and, um, you know, lose my house. He said, you, you've got to go through this because if you want to find the authentic kingdom within you and you want to start manifesting and build from that, I've got to rebuild everything. You did all of this and that's great and I'm proud of you, but you're going to give it back and I'm going to give you so much more. And if that's a hard message this morning, then that's a conversation you've got to have between you and the Father and get your heart to accept that and be willing to move into that. I'm not telling anyone to go out and sell everything. I'm telling you to go to God. What Christ did, we can go straight to God and he will lead us through all of that. And if it's time for you to move into a new life, a new house, a new city. One of my pastors, he had to move to Amarillo. And he never thought, that his path was going to lead him to a place like Amarillo, Texas. But he's been here for like 25 years now, 30 years, leading a beautiful church. I love him to death. I, he's just an incredible guy. I don't always agree with everything that all my pastors say, but I love them. They don't always agree with everything I say, but I know they love me. So, uh, Jordan Shirley, please answer whether you follow the Ten Commandments. Uh, the Ten Commandments can be summed up in love your neighbor as yourself and love the Father, your God, above all, with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. So, yes, I do. Uh, please keep me in your prayers. Joey says, yes, Joey, absolutely. And if you guys have any specific prayer requests, feel free to DM me, um, and I'm, I'll, I will be praying for you. I pray for this community every single night. So, uh, what's a good Bible to read for a beginner? A lot of your videos have inspired me to learn more about Christ. Uh, Manuel uh, Jaquez, I hope I'm saying your name right. Um, I am using the Christian Standard Bible. Um, a lot of what I'm talking about, like I'll look at this and then I bring Bible Hub up if I'm confused on it. And I click on the Hebrew or the Greek lexicon and look at what the root words are. This is pretty good about, it'll have like right here, it says every teacher of the law and it has a little D by it. And then down here under D on 1352, where that little denotation is, it'll say, or every scribe. And then if you go over here and you look up the Greek, then you see that it says scribe. So that that's where there's like a transliteration where they've kind of shifted a word to be more readable. But I really like the Christian Standard Bible, and I really like this one that I have. I used to have it on my shop, but nobody was buying it, so I kind of uh, moved it. But it's a Life Connection Study Bible, um, and I got this one at Mardell. It, I think it was about, well, now I think it was like 80 bucks. Some of these have gotten crazy expensive, but, uh, but I really, really like that one. King James is always a solid one to read. I don't, again, agree with every translation in that. Uh, but it's it's got a lot more of uh, if you can read that old English because for me it's hard sometimes and I have to go what does that mean like just the way they tie stuff together but then when you look at the Greek or the Hebrew 
you see that that's a little bit more true. Young's literal translation is also great. I know I'm giving you a lot here. Young's literal translation is going to give you like literally what the word says. So like I'm going to, um, let me read this. In fact, I'll read it in a couple of different versions and maybe you can decide which version you'd like to read. Um, where is your platform located? So I'm in Amarillo, Texas, at the very top of Texas. Um, and I do this out of my studio in Amarillo, Texas, uh, where I meditate in here. I play my hand pans. We do hand pan sessions and prayer sessions with people here, um, hoping to um, be able to purchase a piece of land in Taos, New Mexico and build um, a complex there. Uh, not really a complex as in like a complex, but more of a, a spiritual area with a garden, uh, a place to hold small conferences with some of you guys and actually do work together, a uh, place to garden and have a greenhouse, stuff like that. So either Colorado uh, or New Mexico. Colorado's gotten really crowded and New Mexico still has a lot of land available. Uh, I've been browsing for land and believing that God's going to bring us something with that. Um, so anyway... TikTok handle is at Cub Cooker, at C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R. Same handle on all platforms. Um, Facebook, as I'm here on Facebook, I'm Jacob Cooker on Facebook, but if you look at it, it'll have like in parentheses Cub. Facebook won't let me change my name because they want you to use your real name. Um, even though they've given me the influencer platform here on my profile, uh, they still don't want me to change my name, which whatever. But if you search Cub Cooker on Facebook, you still find... Jacob Cub Cooker, and it's my main profile there. So um, you can follow me on that, and you can see where I post all that content. So um, anyway, so but yeah, at Cub Cooker is my only handle on social media. So anyone else with a different handle, um, except for my Facebook page, because my Facebook page is facebook.com slash Cub Cooker. That'll take you right to my profile. So um, anywho... So let me read this. This is Luke 17, 21. And this sums up everything I've been talking about today. So thank you guys that are still on here with me. So uh, thank you. I'm from uh, Grayford, Texas. Oh, awesome. Another Texas. Thank you guys. Um, so this is Luke 17, 21. The NIV version says, uh, because right here we go back, it says, when asked by the Pharisees uh, when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God will not come with observable signs. Let me say that again. The kingdom of God will not come with observable signs. You go, well, wait a minute. What about Revelation? What about, you know, all the, and then the new Jerusalem and then Christ is coming on the clouds and yeah, all that. That's the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven is this thing that you're going to be able to, the kingdom of God is what they were asking about. And this is this is what he's saying here. So, will not come with observable signs, nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is. For you see, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Now, okay, interesting. And then, so that's easy to say, oh, it was Jesus. We got to follow and worship Jesus, right? Like we got to, uh, it's all, okay. Yes, it is. But again, this is not black and white. We go deeper with this. So what does that word in your midst mean? So we're going to look at several translations here, and I'm going to show you how to find the, the original meaning of all of these scriptures. So NIV says, uh, people will not say here it is or there it is because the kingdom of God is in your midst. NLT says, kingdom of God is already among you. 
Uh, English Standard Version says kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Berrien Study Bible says the kingdom of God is in your midst. Berrien Literal Bible says the kingdom of God is in your midst. King James Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. Wait, that's different than in your midst. In your midst means it's like around you, or maybe it's Jesus, maybe it's him, maybe it's her. So why does King James Bible say kingdom of God is within you? That's a big, a big discernment that we need to understand, guys. So, Nor will they say, see here, see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. The new King James. American Standard says, in your midst. NASB says, in your midst. And then so on and so forth. Um, Amplified Bible says, kingdom of God is among you because of my presence. That's a stretch. I'm just saying, no offense to the Amp Bible, but that's a stretch because we're about to see, even in the Christian Standard Bible that I'm reading right here on my desk, it says, in your midst. Let's go look at midst. So I'm over here on BibleHub.com. And when you look up a verse, you can look at the context, the cross-reference, the comments, or the Greek on it, or the Hebrew if it's an Old Testament. I click on Greek. So it says, nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is. For you see, the kingdom, kingdom meaning it comes from the word basalia, meaning property, uh, meaning properly royalty, the rule, or a realm. So the kingdom right there is interesting. The kingdom of God, God being Theu, Strong's, and you can look at the Strong's Concordance. The Strong's Concordance just takes you to the root words in Greek or Hebrew and will show you uh, what the meaning is. Like what, how is that word used and what might it mean in different scriptures. And there's a whole study behind how to do all this, but I don't get into that. I just look and then try to connect the dots, so... Theu, God, Strong's 2316, is a deity, especially the supreme divinity. Especially the supreme divinity. Figuratively a magistrate by Hebraism, very. So that word in Strong's there for God is the supreme divinity and the way Christ is using it here. So is in your midst. And so the word is, Enteos, Enteos, Strong's 1787, and, and I'm giving you the numbers here. If you type in Strong's 1787, that's the number for the word Enteos, Entos, and it will give you the meaning of that. So that's why I quote the, the number with that. That means within, inside, the inside. That's not what I thought midst meant in English, in modern English. I thought midst meant around you like kind of you know whatever like disembodied kind of uh no it means within inside or the inside and so the literal translation of that is the kingdom of god is within you and anyone that ever argues outside of that and tries to change and then just and connect it and say well it's just jesus and if you don't have him, and the, it's, you know who's to say if you have him? If you recognize that kingdom, and you have that consciousness, and you're downloading directly from God the Father because of Christ in you, who is to say that you have to go to any kind of denomination and go and say this prayer and start worshiping Jesus to have that? Because if He's in you and He's a part of you already, maybe you need to just let 
your old life pass away into this new life and actually say, all right, Lord, I'm ready to follow this thing inside of me, this thing that I feel that saves, this thing that I feel is true. I'm ready to follow that and I'll give up anything for it. And to me, that's true repentance. That's the true gospel. That's the true kingdom of God. And that's truly in you and me. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, what is a good answer for my kids when they ask who created God? Ooh, Priscilla, that's a good question. Um, who created God? That's that's a uh, drum circle question right there. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to answer that one on another one. You got me stumped there. I've thought a lot about it, but I don't have a good answer. I do believe that God is kind of this infinite energy and intelligence and that uh, it was him that is in and through all things. And the fact that we even exist is the miracle of God. Um, and so I would just tell them if I, I mean, if it were my kids, I'd be like, God is existence. He is in and through all things. And so the fact that we even exist it's like, who created us? Well, he created us. Well, is he a he or he or she a she? No, it's not even like that. It's God is an intelligence. He's a field. He's a divine creative force. He is all the energy in the universe. That spark, this little thing, the big bang that they teach in school, that spark of intelligence and that moment of creation is him. The fact that it even creates is a miracle. And that is God most high. That is God the Father. So... What's your thoughts on Enoch, Metatron, Messiah movement? Justin, everybody asked me that earlier, and I, I just don't have enough data on Metatron to give you any answer on that. I'm sorry. I need to look into that. I think Enoch, I think this is the time right now. I think it says in Enoch that this is written for a later generation, as in the days of Noah. I think that time is now, and I think the awakening happening now. Enoch is coming out in so many ways. God's given me, I think, some some special uh, anointing to teach that. I don't know why. Uh, I've been obsessed with it since I was younger and just now it's like coming out. And so I think, I think it's time and I think we need to, uh, pay attention to the book of Enoch because it puts together the hierarchy of the heavenly realms. We understand what extraterrestrials are. We understand what the gods of old are. We understand what the giants were. We understand what uh, you know, Enoch went up and you're literally, he's in a ship. You see like LED screens and stuff described, uh, through that. He sees fire, but it's cold. Like it's flashing colors and it's cold. And then he goes into the room and he feels this weird presence. And it's like, he can hear the echoes and it's like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like you can see that he was taken up in a craft and he was, he was speaking with, God or what he called God. We don't know if that's the most high. We don't know if that, I don't think it's the most high because I don't think the most high needs a vessel or a ship like that to communicate through. I think the most high, which is what Christ came to share with us is in spirit. He said, the day will come when you must worship my father in spirit and in truth. And so I think that's very important to make that distinguishing decision in our brains and go, Okay, I understand there were fallen angels. I understand we have extraterrestrials. I understand ancient people were visited by their gods and they gave them technologies and there's things on this planet, even the pyramids. How how did people even build that? You know, we try to justify all this stuff and say, Oh, it's just hard work and lots of lots of animals to pull these stones. 
there's things around the planet where these stones were taken from thousands of miles away and it's like they were just beamed there in this place and built and laser precision cut. You got to start looking. It will terrify and shock you at what you find. And then you look at Enoch and you go, oh yeah, because Enoch says it. And Genesis says it. And Christ references it. And it's talked about in Revelation. We see the kingdom of heaven coming. And they're coming back. They're coming back. And Christ is telling us, but the kingdom of God is already within us. God is energy, light, and frequency. Yes, carry great, great description. We are co-creators, created to co-create with the creator. Amen. The word of God is literally a sound wave. Beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. And people say, I'm going to go read the word of God. I'm going to open up the word of God. This isn't the word of God anymore. Then the word of God is the book of Enoch or the movie, The Matrix. I'm the word of God. You're the word of God. Christ was the word of God. And he came to deliver us deliver the word back to God. Now we are a part of that. It, it's a, it all goes so deep and it's all so beautiful. And it's something that I'll spend the rest of my life trying to understand and, and, and not just understand because we can talk about understanding and debate and back and forth, but I want to experience it. And I hope you want to experience it too. Thank you guys for being on here. I need to go eat lunch with my wife. Check out my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, if you want to go deeper with me on kind of my brand of understanding and activating your actual life purpose. And activating your actual life purpose, okay? Because a lot of you guys, you're like, I believe, I'm finding things, but I'm still stuck in a job, I'm still stuck here, I'm still... If you want to start to break free from all of that, I think we have a window of opportunity between now and the end of September. We're in a Shemitah year. Uh, and if you look at the Hebrew culture and what that means, it's a time of reset. We're also in a very unique one because of where it falls. I won't get into all of that. But I knew going in to 21, because the Shemitah year started in 21 and moved through 22, um, I knew that God was going to change some things in my life. I knew he was telling me that. And I started making decisions before then. And then he made a lot for me. To go ahead and prepare for that. And I think that window is shrinking before another page of all this prophetic timeline and this whole awakening opens. And I want to make sure that anyone that's hungry and ready activates now. Activate that promise of God in your life now. Start moving into your purpose now. Uh, much appreciated. Glory to the Most High. Amen. I love you guys. I'm going to go ahead and go. If you have questions, I have gotten thousands of direct messages. I'm not even kidding. I cannot even go through them now. So if you direct message me, I am trying to go through them. And those that are prayers, um, make sure I pray for you. And then those that are questions, try to address them. Not always through a direct message back, but at least through a video uh, because I, I want to stay connected to you guys. But I'm overwhelmed by how big this community has grown. The YouTube channel is, is booming. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram's starting to grow. Instagram's hard to grow for anybody, but um, but it's starting to just go crazy. And I'm really, really excited about what God's doing through this. The podcast is growing like crazy. We've got a ton of new listeners on there. Uh, a lot of you guys have connected with me because of the podcast, and I'm really, really thankful for that. So, um, Prayers for the lower part of Texas, guys. Please, please, please pray, pray, pray. Sorry, I got a lot more comments, but I've got to run. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. Hit up my link, cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R 
Me. That will forward you to a stand store, which is stand.store slash cubcooker. That's just harder to remember. But if it forwards you, don't be freaked out. That's I have that URL forwarding you so that it's a simple one. Uh, but as things on the internet, there's always people trying to, you know, I'm never going to message you and ask you for money or anything like that. So if somebody does that, it's not me. Uh, if you want to help me, you go to the link. That's that's the one place, cubcooker.me, and that's going to put you on my stand store. Uh, and then you'll have all the options there to help me. So thank you, guys. Um, you've been searching so long, Amanda Holt says. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I have too, and that's why I'm here. So uh, that's why we're all here. So, um, But stick with me, guys. God's going to reveal some insanely cool things as we move forward right here right here on the Cub Cooker podcast. Cub Cooker Supernatural podcast. We got a new logo and everything for that. So really excited. But And one more quick announcement. I started my second book this last week. I've already written the first chapter. It's going to be a little bit shorter than God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, but I'm hoping to have it out by Christmas. Um, I don't do any of my books on print because of how difficult they are to do with that. Uh, but I do them on Kindle and audiobook. I go through and teach it on audiobook because I think that's the best uh, medium for what I teach where I can really um, give you the inflection that I need to on certain parts of it. So anyway, look forward to that and be sure and check out my other book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. Love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Please share this with a friend. Peace.